and welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, the show where my co-host Declan and I each write a song in the space of a week, and we discuss and dissect the songs like some kind of musical surgeons on this show. Uh, how yeah. are you, Declan? I'm I'm fine, although I'm slightly worried by your description of me as a musical surgeon dissecting a song. It's, it's hmm, hmm, eh, eh. Uh, I don't think I can stomach the imagery of dissecting audio. No, thank you. No, no, it's a d- dangerous profession. Um, this is week six of this season, and which means that we only have next week to write for now, and then we have a special challenge coming mm. up. But we'll mention that at some point later. But it's uh, should be a good one. Should be a good one. Um, but how's your uh, how's your week been in terms of songwriting? Has it been a busy one, or one with loads of free time, or? Um. Well, for this for this week, uh, I wrote my song super super early and then just proceeded to take a bit of a break from songwriting for about a week and a half so i've still not started the next week's song but i have had like a week of solidly not writing after like nailing it this time and i'm not going to be shy and bashful about this like genuinely think i've nailed it this time a little bit oh my god okay this is this is bravado here folks live and kicking. i know yeah oh i was very jealous sight. of you when you messaged me and you said that you'd written your song on monday was it tuesday i think but um ah, even yeah so. very early on in the week man i was the oh, opposite uh, this week i promised myself that i would um i would be writing what do you call it on the monday and the tuesday but it was just one of those weeks for me uh this past week where I just couldn't find the time. And even when I did, I kind of didn't come up with anything really solid. So, But by Sunday, I felt like I came up with something, you know, passable. It's a song. <laughs> <laughs> it has chords and music and a tune. Uh, I've actually heard his song this week uh, a little bit, and it's really nice. So you've got something to look forward to later. Um, <gasps> but I know. I'm a bounder. I'm a cad. But I like to build the expectation. Um so uh shall we shall we uh, begin the show then? Let's do it. We're listening to your song first this week, Declan. And uh what's it called? Um that's a very good question. Uh because the one thing I didn't do for this uh this song was give it a good name. Uh it's just been sitting on a file on my desk as latest song for about a week and a half. Um I I've I've called it found at the moment. I'm not particularly happy with that name, but I can't pick out a line from later on in the song that would fit. Maybe maybe some of the listeners can email it, me in with like, oh, it should clearly be called this, or maybe Roger, you live here in the room, despite the fact that you're in a different room, will be able to tell me. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I think you'll find that the clear title of the song is. Um, but yeah, it's called found. It goes like this. I got my pennies on the bus back home I count another night to end alone One more time Every pattern forger brings me one more time and I don't mind at all I, I would rather have a bit than none at all 
Let's get some plans to make I Check if I can lose another day One more time I can lose some precious rest for one more time And I don't mind at all I, I would rather have a day than none at all It's a bad and I won't leave it Whoa-ho-oh I Read the message that you left for me I Hear the wisdom that I really need How much this else just one more time Hope you don't mind at all I, I'm lucky that you call me friend at all Oh, I know I often grumble I don't mean it Whoa, the good I waste the bad So I won't leave it was uh Declan's sixth song uh, of season 15 it was called found and uh really big fan of this one it's really fantastic it's right up there with my favorite Declan Kitchener songs um as for titles maybe you could call it I don't mean it um I debated that like uh but the thing is the title would then like imply that you don't mean what you're saying in the lyrics and like mm. I, I I I do mean it <laughs> <laughs> I can't see anything with this. What about like what about like it could be one of those songs that's like where the title isn't actually in the words, like the ballad of El Gudo by Big Star, like that isn't actually uh, in the lyrics. I don't like those very much. Um I, I like to avoid those when I can. Um for fear that I'll turn up uh with a song title in the vein of something like Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco where it's like a word, a sentence that's like thirty words long or something, and it doesn't relate at all to the message of the music. Or what? What about one of those songs that's called like the something song? Like this could be called like the lucky song or the something, whatever. I don't know. Those are cool. Uh, yeah, I, uh, closer, but still no. <laughs> over, over to you, listeners. Email in. Over to yes. Uh. Please tell me what I call this thing. Uh, 
Otherwise, when I try and play it at open mics, I'm going to have to uh, go, here's a song. Can't tell you what it's called, but, like, here we go. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's really great. I mean, I can tell it came together really quickly, if that makes sense. I don't know if that does make sense, but it just sounds really cohesive. Thank you. Yeah, it, it literally flew together. Um, Like, I wrote the song... Uh, the bulk of it in like 40 minutes on a lunch break wrote up to the end of the first chorus uh, in words and finished off the rest on the bus home hmm. uh, which was just like the third verse uh, and the bridge basically um, but yeah other than that and just like double checking that I could repeat the melody like, yeah it just flew together so, like, did it kind of start with, like, that thing that we all crave as songwriters, which is that spark of, like, right, I've got an idea. I need to get to an instrument or a notepad or something. Or was it just kind of, like, you sat down and then you just found your fingers playing this tune? Well, it started off with, like, um, I wanted to write something slightly slower. Um, I tend to write relatively quick songs, uh around like the 140 to 150 to occasionally uh i think there's a track i'm trying to prep for an album which is like 180 bpm it's just like yeah it's like stop stop please stop (laughs) for the love of your fingers stop um i feel for the drama yeah i know um but uh that's why this starts off in that boom 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 but just so that that's kind of baked into the rhythm of it mm. um and it it was not so much like a spark of inspiration of oh i must write about this or oh i must uh like use this particular set of chords in a song it's kind of i started off with my a flat worked out that i could like go from like a f minor to like a e flat to do some fun things with that and then i realized well i can put a couple of bass runs in then for the pre-chorus i can have like a slightly ascending bridge section i could put like a little riff in there that hooks the melody i can do like a straight four five uh like the fourth of the scale and the fifth of the scale to go into the chorus because i've not really used them before i can use like a cheeky non-diatonic couple of chords in the beginning of like the i'm lucky that you call me friend at all section uh, and uh, I can put like a cheeky A diminished in the middle of the chorus, and then just like before mm. I knew it, I had like ninety percent of a song, and the bridge is just basically like six, four, six, four, five. <laughs> nice. So it's it, it's a lot of um, songwriting tools I'm already using and already familiar with, but like just applying them in this order, and I was just. It, it suggested a melody on the top of it as well, just like a do 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 do, like uh, with that little bass run in the chord, like dun dun do 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 dun dun do 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 do. Love that. Thank you. Um, uh, kind of punctuated the two halves of that sentence, so it's like okay, single syllable, the rest of it when it goes to the other chords, and then. Mm the chorus i was thinking of like right i can't 
write something that undermines the choruses now. So you know what? We'll just stick. We'll just stick with whoa oh. <laughs> That'll get people <laughs> going. And then like a couple of sentences are legit mean, and then the whoa oh's are just a catchy bit. When in doubt, like, whoa oh. Like I sent this off to a couple of people because obviously I couldn't show you because we'd still not recorded the previous week's episode. Mm. Like that's how far ahead I was. Um, so I sent it off to a couple of people. And Listen I did to get him, he's getting so confident. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I got some feedback uh, about that, you know, this is kind of the oddest mix of like lazy Sunday afternoon vibes and crowd sing-along I've ever heard. But it works. <laughs> mm, mm. I mean, it it's just so catchy. Um, even from the off, you know, the sort of what you just described, where it goes, I... It's just right from the first verse, you're like, oh, this is good. I mean, I even said that when we listened to it. It's like, immediately. It's very catchy. Um, it's one of those things that came so quickly. I spent like half an hour doubting myself. Like, have I just rewritten another song? <laughs> it's just like, ah, I don't I know think the I have. But like, it can't come that quickly. That's not a thing. <laughs> Yeah, you feel like you kind of like cheated somehow, and that that thought of like, is it something else that already exists? It's really like a daunting thought, but it's also I often find quite a um, good sign, you know, especially when you confirm kind of, it isn't. Exactly, yeah. It's also kind of the thing like, if you think about it logically, it should be a cause of celebration. Like, uh, you're like using like the tools of your trade, your trade being songwriting, to be able to create something of high quality relatively quickly even if you're falling back on a couple of classic tropes you're just putting them back together in a new order um this is basically all of art but then like sometimes you just think like no someone's got to have done this before <laughs> like i can't be the first person who's put this set of notes in this order with these words yeah it's it's it seems improbable doesn't it i mean but on that point i I mean, because I come across that quite a lot. I often think, like, even if you write, like, two chords in a row and your chorus, say, and then the melody happens to be the same as something else, by the time you get to your third chord, you probably deviated so much, and it's in such a different genre and style and production, that it's an entirely different song anyway, even though it, it shares those six notes or whatever. I don't know, like, it's it's a grey area, but it's, yeah. It's a bit of an odd one, but, like, fortunately I got over myself pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, there's not much else to say about this one because it did, uh, well, at least musically, it did just come together like that. Um, and like once I decided on lyrical, what I was going to write about, like I wrote the first chorus about like that moment where you're just on the bus home and like you have to be up early the next day and you're kind of, you're sad, but at the same time, you're glad you had, you know, that little bit of time out with some mates. Like, mm. And I thought, okay, cool. That's something I can write for for the rest of it. And it's kind of fits into like my particular like set topic of lyrics, as it were, like the stuff I tend to write about, uh, but in a slightly different way to what I've done before. And I can get an earnest chorus out of it. So, yeah, I think that's probably why I've chosen the title of Found. Like, uh, for the time being, it feels like being found by the right people or mm. finding your place in the world 
So I'm still not keen on the title, but like that's the only reason why I've stuck to that word so far. So, yeah. Makes sense. I think this is like a, a classic one of your songs that's like, we few, we happy few. And it has that sort of thing you do so well where you highlight the areas of your life which aren't, you know, like as you'd like them, so to speak. Like you say, you know, you count your pennies on the bus. Like that's such a great way to open a song anyway, because it's like, you're going somewhere where you need some money and you're counting. It's like, it's a really good imagery, but it's like saying, even though, you know, things could be better, like, hey, at least I'm here. At least I've got my friends. At least, at least, at least, at least. I just think that's a great thing to have in a song. Yeah, I think we've discussed this before about like, even if we write negative or angry songs, we're always trying to find some positive or constructive or interesting spin rather than just thing bad. Thing's still bad. <laughs> yeah. Thing not gotten any better. Yeah, I mean, you want some kind of narrative shift or at least sort of contrast of like, hey, at least I've got this or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah. no, I mean, congrats. I think you've you've written a stellar song here. Um, you must be really pleased with your run of songs this season so far. Um, you say that. Like, I like two of them. And I think another two of them are interesting. And then the other two we we won't speak about, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I think you've had a great run, personally. I think it's been really, really solid. Thank you. Um, but you have had a solid run as well. And let's uh, check out the next one in your run after this quick commercial break. That's right. So before we move on, we have. Uh... Our sponsor to thank for sponsoring season 15 of this podcast, Journeyman Notebooks. My hyphen journeyman. Journeyman! The only book you need. Um, and they're fantastic. Tablature notebooks, manuscript notebooks, base tab, ukes tab, um, ukulele. I mean, trying to be all cool and saying uke. Uh, they're brilliant. They're, these, they're fantastic. Uh, Declan and I, we both use them, don't we? And big fans. Yeah, we've been using them throughout the season and uh, it's just been quite nice just to write down these little uh, like chords that you sort of think, right, I need to remember that one, I need to remember that one, uh, without having to think, right, well, I need to write out the whole like tablature again and make sure I leave the correct spaces for the, uh, for the numbers, and then you get it wrong, and then you get slightly cross, and you get angry, and you can't write your song anymore, and now it's getting to the point where you've lost the spark of the original idea, and if only you hadn't had to write out that tablature just one too many times! That's right. That's right. Um, and I, I think another thing which has really appealed to me with these is like, because of the layout of the pages where it kind of goes blank guitar tab, blank guitar tab, blank guitar tab, you can kind of structure your song so that it's all really um, linear and you can just see like, okay, right, that's my verse, obviously. And then it's separated by these lines and then you have your chords written out. It's just the ultimate tool for songwriting, I think. Um, if you yeah, want... you can rip out the pages and just show someone like a very neat version of like the tablature with the lyrics underneath with the right changes on, like uh, as opposed to doing the thing of like, well, it's a G here, uh, roughly on that syllable, and then over there, uh, it'll go to an F sharp minor. But make sure you do it precisely here, where I've drawn the squiggly line. <laughs> exactly. Um, and if you want to get your hands on some Journeyman notebooks, they're really reasonably priced anyway, but you can get 20% off on my-journeyman.com of anything in your basket by using the code WEEKLYSONG at checkout. Uh, I highly recommend doing this, and enjoy your Journeyman books. They're really great things. So next up, I believe, is my song, and we are going to listen to a song called 
Conquistador, and it goes like this. So that was Roger's song uh, for week six, uh, Conquistador. And uh, you may not be a conquistador, but you are a soldier that keeps on fighting to bring us some brilliant songs. That was a bit of a weak one. That was a bit of a weak one. It was a stretch, one. it was a stretch, but I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a stretch, but we, we got there in the end, we got there in the end. Uh, yeah, I, I like this one. I love uh, that sort of like beautiful, like almost ABBA ballad piano feel to it. Uh, Whereabouts did you end up starting with this one? Like, what was the uh, key bit that sort of, uh, like, started you off? Well, um, it was the piano part. So it was basically just me playing. That whole thing. And I was really taken with it. Um, It was just a case of one night. I wasn't even trying to write. I was just, like, you know, resting, laying on my bed. And I suddenly had that piano melody come to my head. I was like, so I I jumped up, grabbed the dictaphone, figured it out on the piano, and then I just had that riff from I think it was like Tuesday until well, so you Sunday. did start earlier on the week. I, I tried, yeah, yeah. I I did say I didn't earlier, but I forgot about that. But yeah, I I definitely tried. And then um a couple of evenings during that week. I found some time to sit down and try and write words for it. And the only thing I could come up with for ages was like, um, but I'm suddenly no conquistador. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So I had like 
one line for days. I'm certainly no conquistador. And so I was like, okay, I know that word. I think it means some kind of soldier. So I looked it up on the internet, and this is what I found. It's a Spanish word meaning conquerors, um, where the explorer soldiers of the Spanish and Portuguese empires of the 15th and 16th centuries during the Age of Discovery, conquistadors sailed beyond Europe to the Americas, Oceania, Africa, and Asia, colonizing and opening trade routes. So once I kind of found that, it was almost a case of like, how can I make the rest of the lyrics fit that description and that definition? Um, and I kind of like the thing about them being soldiers, strong people, brave people to, you know, um, to explore and... Um, you know, sail beyond their homeland and everything. I think that was a really cool thing to lean into. And then it was just a case of trying to fill out the lyrics from there because the piano was kind of taking care of itself. Um, so yeah, just kind of filling it out and trying to actually make it make sense. It's nice when you get a strong line like that, like um, like one line that sort of unlocks the rest of the lyric. It doesn't happen often, but when you have it. It's nice, isn't it? Um this one was a little a little different from that, just because I had that line, I'm certainly no conquistador. And I remember I was playing it to someone and I said, like, I've got this piano thing and I like it, but I'm going to change that line because it, you know, doesn't mean anything. And then I just couldn't get rid of the line. So um, just having a look at the lyrics here first, um, I kind of wrote a song about an unwilling soldier, like myself as an unwilling soldier. Um, sort of unwilling to explore the world beyond my own and kind of having a general like try to instruct me but me be sort of like you don't understand the plight of the soldier you don't understand <laughs> it sounds so corny but you don't understand what I'm going through if you're just back there in the sort of comfy general's office where you don't actually have to be on the front line I guess hmm yeah, it's uh it's an interesting thing to sort of like dig into, like uh which sort of sounds very like of a past era. Like uh like but it does have like relations to today and you can relate it to like uh personal problems as well and personal like uh experiences. Definitely. I think the resounding thing in this one, for me at least, is just this feeling of like it's kind of here like you know you show me what these keys are for, like I'd never have fought for peace before, and I'm certainly no conquistador, but I'm willing to state my claim. So it's kind of like this shy soldier who, although he's like um, lacking ability in a lot of areas, he still has that bravery to go out and get what he wants eventually. And it's kind of touched upon again in the uh, in the second verse. You're afraid that the flag I want to fly isn't the colors you'd have me proselytize but would you rather I find some place to hire where I could happily change my name? So it's like, you know, try, do, you, do you want me to, do you want, does the general want the soldier to like change himself completely to be absolutely like kind of mindless drone, like a kind of like compliant soldier? And then next here we have, if there's a trigger of mine you'd like to pull, a little courage you want me to procure. I guess we wanted the same thing after all, but I was willing to change my ways. So rather than adhering to the advice given, like you find your own way. I guess that's is something I tried to lean into because I think it's something universally that we can all relate to of like you kind of know what your destination is. You may not be always very good at getting there, but you kind of 
you at least know what you want and other people might not be able to see that all the time it's kind of interesting you talk about this being like a soldier and everything and then like the uh chorus lines you've got well i've never succumbed to war so is war in that case like uh just like uh fighting against where you feel that you should be going or like fighting against what um like you're being told to do i so it's kind of vague i guess you can kind of read your own meaning into it so i was a soldier once but i never succumbed to war so it's like it's almost like you've been in training all this time and you've kind of like been shown the ropes and you've been shown how to hold your gun and keep your powder dry and everything, but you've never actually made it out onto the battlefield. Like you've never gone beyond the safety of the barrack, so to speak. Hmm. And I, I know I just kind of explained that with another metaphor, but yeah, it's basically what you said of like, yeah, I, yeah. No, no, I, I get where I get where you're coming from with that one. Uh, yeah, that's kind of an interesting way to sort of take that lyric. Like, because uh, obviously it's a reluctant soldier, but then like have that sort of aspect. Like, uh, yeah, it's a very like for a song that you were saying like I've got just something. Like, there is something that can be read into this song. It's like very interesting, and I do like this. Thank you. I was, I was pleased with the lyrics because I was able to have those war and military metaphors and similes and stuff throughout it. But also, I think my song last week, Jackie and Dean, which was like much more of a storytelling song with characters in it it kind of influenced this one in a sense where this one is about me but it's being told through this soldier and general dynamic um a lot more metaphorically but i feel like i I was able to pack a few things into the lyrics which um which i was quite proud of um yeah i mean that's kind of it for the for the lyrics musically this one was really easy like i said i came up with that piano intro which is essentially the verse it's a slight bit different because the verse introduces a d minor which brings you up to a g and resolves to the c the song's in c major <clears throat> and then so it's basically just writing lyrics to fit that so that wasn't too bad and then i thought i might just make it so it's just that section over and over and over again with different lyrics and like an evolving storyline and i was gonna do that up until you know the very last minute when i wrote this um chorus line you know because i was a soldier once but i never succumbed to war that whole section and it just fit really well mm. but one thing i will say with this is the first time in a while it's a completely diatonic song oh so there's no like uh tricky uh or like uh out of key uh chords for this one no no um in fact when you were describing um found your song this week I was I was relating to what you were saying with the chorus. You were saying that the chorus is what uh, six, four, and five. Uh, the bridge. Oh, the bridge. Um, sorry, yeah. Yeah, the chorus does have a couple of tricky chords in it, but they go by very quickly, and it's I I was kind of trying to choose them to sort of disguise them, as it were. Like you might ah. just think it's a major two, but really it's a major two plus a uh, flat one diminished. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, you had some great chord work this week. I mean, but my my chorus on this one is just um A minor, G F C, just six five four one. Uh, and if it works, it works. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't a conscious thing of like you know I'm not gonna be try and be clever with my chords with this week. It was just kind of it, the melody kind of drove the song. And by the time I was finished with it, I was like, oh damn. Normally I would have put in something, even if it was just like a an E major in there just to kind of get to the a minor or something but i didn't do any of that it was quite strange really 
I tend to find I'm doing more of like adding in runs and lines and things to liven up chord sequences rather than have like chord sequences which are 50 different uh, like chords in a row. And like you say, like this song's very diatonic and very simple, but then like the way that you're playing and like incorporating incorporating the melody line into there is kind of uh, it's uh, like almost disguising that fact slightly. Not disguising, but like it makes it harder to spot at first glance. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that wasn't really intentional. Like like I said, when I was laying on the bed at the beginning of the week, and I had the piano melody pop in my head. I was, like, excited, but I was also, like, a bit daunted. Like, oh, God, okay, right, I'm going to go over to the piano. This is going to take an age to work out because it's quite a complex-sounding melody. And I sat down, I was like... Okay, C to F, that's not so bad. G to C, okay, that's not bad. Just dancing around A minor, down to G. I was like, that sounds way more complicated than it is. So I was very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it it sounds beautiful, like, uh, and like we said before on this show, like, it. Although we do sometimes try and like write songs with a few more like uh, unusual chords in them, just so that we've got something a bit more to talk about. If a song does just use C, G, A minor, and F, fine, fine. What works works. Be that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. If if it works, it works, and I I think what. Here's the thing, actually, to, to that point, is like what I could have done with this song, which I'm glad I didn't, was like, go, okay, it's finished, that's pretty simple. Hey, now let me go back in and see if I can add in a flattened fifth or something, or something like that, you know, to really kind of like spice it up. Because it didn't need it. Mm. It was like, it was, you know, kind of came out all right. So I think intellectualizing these things and trying to be clever is kind of where you go wrong. That's not to say that if you throw in some, you know, interesting chords that are non-diatonic, that's the case because it's usually not it's usually like it's what works works basically yeah it's trying to keep uh like uh a feel for the vibe going at all times and if the vibe is that you're going to be putting in loads of complicated chords then vibe away but uh also if like you have something that feels complete without it then you know maybe just leave as is definitely like it's and it's a skill that you never master. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Because no. there, have, there have been times where like, I present a song and I think, right, this hasn't got enough funny bits in it. Is this actually a good song? Or like, um, and like, you're not quite sure. <laughs> mm, mm. I, I heard a great quote from a singing coach online the other day and she said, um, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. And I I think that can be so well applied to songwriting. Just because I can throw in, you know, sharpen fifth, seventh chords down to the fifth augmented and back to the one, doesn't mean I should do that in every single song because, A, it's just kind of like, you can make it a bit played out and it's just like, oh, he's doing that again. And, and B, it just comes across as too showy. Like, if you're trying to show off, you know. Um, whereas if you use them sparsely and, and every now and then, they're beautiful to use, you know. It's just essentially, like we were saying before, when it's right to do so, it's just right to do so. And the trick is getting to know when it's right. Definitely. Um, hey, can I ask you a question with this song? I was going to say, um, how would you 
how do you envision this one being produced? I know we normally ask this the other way around, but I was curious as to like how you would go about producing this this track. Hmm. Ah, that's a tricky one. I think I don't think I put much on here. Like I'd keep it piano focused, maybe um, drums, but like not doing full on like rock drumming, just like highlighting. Maybe just playing rim shots mm. uh, with like brushes, perhaps like a nice bassist, like not overplaying, but also being fluid. Um, I think this is one where, like, if I had the ability to do like loads of backing vocals on it, that's what I would do if I were, if it, if I was told to record this. Um, or like some really eerie, soft, like vibey synths just to highlight part two. But I don't think I'd put much on there, just enough to add a wee bit of atmosphere. So if I'm reading you right, like the piano and the vocal would be the only really bold strokes and everything else would be quite, you know, on the margin. I I believe so, like um. That's a really good show. Tastefully done, yeah. Tastefully done. Uh, not to the point of like just doing like one note, one note or something <laughs> like. But at the same time, like letting the piano and the vocal keep center stage. I like it. That's a really cool idea, and I think brushes on the drums is a cool idea. Um, I know this isn't the weekly production podcast, but the two seem so intertwined to me. Like writing a song and then what's the next step is like recording or performing it live both of which require arrangement of some sort so i'm always interested in what you think well i mean this is what i'm thinking about with mine it's got a couple of little runs in there it's got like uh things that can just be transposed onto the bass like it's quite stabby and i tend to think of like stabby songs like that with boom 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 more it's like piano things than i do guitar things mm. so yeah but it's nice when you sort of try and dissect a song that you've written like that and you think, well, maybe I could put that bit to that instrument. I could like do something cool with that set of chords. Like, uh, yeah. Like Definitely. you say, it's not the weekly production podcast, but like it is fun to think about these things. Well, I mean, just because you've got the words and the chords written down in your journeyman notebook uh, <laughs> doesn't mm. mean that, um, you know, you're you're totally done. I mean, even stuff like. Um, and we played with this with the album we're making at the moment, like where some sections which were written louder, we've made quieter and vice versa. And that gives an entirely new spin to the lyrics even, you know what I mean? Like like a really upbeat chorus, if you make it into like a quiet, you know, penultimate chorus, it can just take on an entirely new meaning. Well, it's kind of like um, uh, Whole Life is Passing Me By, where you wrote that as like this piano thing. And it's like really soft and gentle, and then we just turn the middle into like a rock song and <laughs> put a gospel choir on it, and then just took it all straight back again. That's not even a joke, by the way. Do you guys listen. We have done these things. <laughs> that was that was really interesting. It has been so interesting making that record. I mean, for those of you who are just at season fourteen, you'll know that those are the songs that we've been producing for this album under the name Schnookums. Great band name, by the way. <laughs> and, I'm uh, so happy with it. Yeah, it's it's been fun. I mean, just to kind of like give a little update here on the podcast, because I know you guys um, 
might be interested in what we're recording at the moment. Um, we've recorded drums and bass together. We've recorded guitars, pianos, percussion, vocals. Anything else we've recorded so far? Um, uh, Gospel vibra choir. Slap. Vibra slap. Yep, yep. Um, uh, we're, we're, basically, we were almost set to be done. And then we had to go and write another bloody song. I've been waiting on a moment for you to see clearly what I'm saying Even though the words I choose are foreign to your tongue I've been living in suspense awaiting all of your reactions To the many dreams I'm holding and the things I have to share What do you say? What do you want? Searching for a beacon when the sun was right behind me I was looking for an answer with the questions on my mind I was walking in the desert with a thousand steps behind me There was somebody beside me with a thousand in this tribe <gasps> We joke and tease, but you know what we mean Stop playing the game, tell me what I need to know Yeah, oh, we should we should touch on that quickly if if you're up for it. We wrote a song in each other's company, which we've never done before. No, first time co-writing, which was uh, like surprisingly easy, considering we tried to do it once before and we sort of stopped before we got to the end of the first verse. It's just like, no, this isn't working. Mm. But like, uh, no, it was very quick and like surprisingly, like it's always the thing of like when you're collaborating on a creative effort you you want to have control but you don't want to like have be seen as like the dictator oh yeah so it's kind of so it's kind of interesting like we very naturally parceled out what each other was doing and like helped out each other a little bit but like ultimately it was very instinctive like right that bit's your responsibility this bit's my responsibility <laughs> definitely definitely and i mean it kind of began because 
uh, it was the night after recording and we sat down and watched the Big Star documentary and I picked up a guitar just to like noodle around. I wasn't like trying to write or anything. I just picked up a guitar and I, I wrote this little riff and you, you were like, what's that? And I just said, oh, just something I was made up. And then you were kind of like humming the vocal melody to the song. And then I was like, here's a notepad yeah. and a pen. <laughs> yeah start now <laughs> well yeah and um and then once you wrote a verse and a bridge i wrote another verse to your melody like so that there was another bridge but with different lyrics and i think one of the things that was quite nice is like because we were both trying to write something that was fairly cohesive i was asking you like oh what what would be a good two-syllable word for uh, i i don't know um feeling insecure in this type of situation or whatever it was and you were like, oh, what about this? And like this. And we were bouncing ideas back and forth. And it was really interesting for me. I don't know about you, for you to like vocalize the songwriting process rather than it just being silent. Yeah, like trying to like, uh, like when we're getting to like the end of the chorus and thinking like, okay, so how are we going to resolve this in a way that's interesting, but that we don't like uh, make it about nothing. It's just like, okay, right. Those are the lines. Yep. Cool. We've got that. And just like thinking yes, through these problems yeah, totally. logically, which you only out loud, which you only ever think in your head, like um, like uh, the whole thing when we got to the final version of the chorus, it's like, okay, I want to invert this. How are we going to do this? Hmm. <laughs> and it's 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 great to see how you write like live in the moment, as opposed to how I wrote live live in the moment, because we both like the thing where like the chorus the last chorus of a song changes the narrative slightly or changes the perspective of which character singing it. But you were very, like, proactive about that. You were like, okay, let's try and... Let, let's try and change this up. How can we change it up? Whereas I might have kind of, like, passively done that or maybe by accident sang the wrong word and then made a different last chorus. But very cool to see how you wrote. Well, I think it was very natural as well in terms of like our writing style. You tend to write your words in the moment as is with the music, which seemed to be the case with the chorus. Like pretty much all of that is like you vibing in the moment on the words and like what came out of your mouth was more or less it. Uh, whereas I always like write the melody and then I do the words. So like it's mm. interesting to sort of <laughs> almost felt like I was like trying to almost be like a lyric editor <laughs> as I was going <laughs> no it, it was interesting and especially like on the bridge of this song um hey maybe we'll even put in a little clip you know like earlier on you will have heard it by now if we do that because then you'll know what we're talking about but by the time we got to the bridge and if not sucks to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but by the time we got to the bridge I had done my thing where I was just like playing the guitar and I like improvised the bridge but it was like it was supposed to be a call and response thing but i only could come up with the call and i improv that just words that came into my head and then you actually went back and you like thought about what you wanted to write in the response part of that so the bridge was so collaborative and it came out really cool i think yeah it's a pity on the demo i'm not singing the right line <laughs> Oh, and of course, yeah. Well, it's only a demo. It's all good, but that's gonna be so it's much. It's only a demo. It's gonna be so much fun to uh, produce. I mean, again, you know, won't go too deep into it, but just like we could take it in so many different directions. You know, like we could have it just be an acoustic song. We could have it be like, I don't know, loads of different directions. Loads of different directions. Although I think a Rick Springfield Cars kind of vibe is 
like where I think we should head with it. That um, very fun seventies rock thing. Love it. I'm I'm well into that. Yeah. So Declan, what have you been listening to this week? The voices in my head. No. Um. Uh. <laughs> I have voice. been listening. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. I haven't had much time to listen to some full albums. In fact, the only time. I really had to listen to full albums was when I drove back from uh, uh, the recording that we did at yours. Uh, so on the way back to Brizzle, I ended up listening to three records, uh, one of which, Bon Iver, 22 a million. Have you ever heard that one? No, I can't say I have. Oh, it's any good? Really interesting. Yeah, like because Bonnevere's first couple of records are very um, like singer songwritery, acoustic guitars, um, like sad boy vibes, uh, <laughs> and then like for his third record, I think. Kanye West had gotten to like do some vocals on one of his projects and that rubbed off big time and so like 22 a million is like this very sample heavy very like uh like electronic sounding record but it's it feels very abrasive but in a constructed way if that makes sense yeah like, there's a brilliant song from like relatively early on called The Creeks Love is second glance, it is not soft enough. Honey, understand that I have been left here in the reeds. But all I'm trying to do is get my feet up from the creeds. And I see you. Which uh, was on a, is played on an instrument that was invented by Bonifair for that record. Oh, wow, that's cool. Um, it, it's just basically like live auto-tune with a piano to like use your voice to like f- uh, form the notes as you're playing, which is really, really cool. Mm. Um, and then the, the other two things I listened to were Fletcher James, All We're Meant To Do. So if anyone wants in the park Gotta be heard. It's 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 great. I've I've just started it actually this week. Um, I but like you, I haven't had a great deal of time to listen to music, but I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. He's done a great job on it. Uh it's I I'm biased because we're mates, but like, yeah, that's that's a great record, and I think it's one of my favorites that I've heard this year. And uh, and it's not just because he got me to play the uh, album launch kid. Thank you. Um. <laughs> And then the final one was uh, Roger Heffer's Y2K. Yeah, 
I'm him. Yeah, you are him. Um, from uh, you released this last year, didn't you? Yes, last year. Um, I think on uh, Boxing Day. On Boxing Day, so this is almost like an ancestor to Winter Tape. Yeah, you do yeah. realize I'm now going to label this as a Winter Tape. It's going to really frustrate you though, because I'm actually doing another Winter Tape this year. And it's going to be called Winter Tape Eight, so you have to call Y2K Winter Tape Seven Point Five, I guess. <laughs> Oh well, I mean, I already call. Uh, what was the other one? Like, um, how sweet? Like that one is already winter tape eight. So, like, oh, you're gonna have to call confusing. it winter tape nine, bird, or winter <laughs> tape ten. <laughs> oh god, I'm, I'm getting confused. Um, but no. Why two K is a funny one? It's one I felt I should have spent more time on. Um, but then oh, I'm my own worst critic. We all are, aren't we? <laughs> But I like it, like, um, Ouija board is a great way to close that one out. All Familiar Skies, I was asking you about this before, but I love that you've captured a train whistle on this very nostalgic song. And then, like, Cold Lassie is about as close as you've gotten to Prince, I think, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely um, me listening to Prince records and just trying to get all those guitar tones and everything. That was fun. Um, oh, well, thanks for checking out my stuff and everything. Um, uh, what was I going to say? For me, this week has been kind of similar to you. It's just been not much time for listening to music. And even when I have had time, I haven't really, like, stuck my headphones on like I normally do. Um, the only thing I've been listening to on repeat is the Big Star album again, number one record. one of those albums which is like you know they say some albums are growers like you don't get the full impact at first and stuff and then you got to listen to it more and more this is definitely one of those and i'm kind of like growing to like it more as a cohesive piece of work um particularly after we watch the documentary actually i think watching a documentary always helps you love an album even more i know i was like that with rumors like uh i thought oh yeah this is brilliant but like why does everyone think it's one of the best albums of all time and then you learn what happened behind it and it's just like Right, that added with its already established brilliance. Yep, I can see why people are <laughs> uh, so reverent of this one. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's funny when the story of something adds to it. Um, sometimes, I swear to God, I, I enjoy music documentaries more than I enjoy music. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically what the podcast will turn into by season uh, 100. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you would like to write us an electronic letter about anything that you've heard on the show, why not get in touch at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, for we like reading out letters and giving you all silly voices. That's not true. We don't give you silly voices. We give you respectful voices because we respect our listeners for writing in. Do it more often, please. Our egos need to be stroked. Um, you can find us at Weekly Song Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on various other places on the internet. Um, it's just Google it. 
that's what Google's for. <laughs> yeah. I started this being so professional, and now it's just like, uh, uh, okay. Just do whatever uh, you want. Who cares? <laughs> Roger, where's your music? Where can if people want to buy Y2K? Where can they find it? RogerHeathers.bandcamp.com, Spotify, Apple Music, all the other places. Who cares? Or follow me on Instagram at RogerHeathers if you want to. But if you don't want to, that's totally fine. What about you, Declan? Where can people find your music? <laughs> <laughs> we can retake uh, that if you want. <laughs> that's fine i'm keeping that in uh we you can find my music at declan kitchener on spotify uh title uh itunes all the fun places also Bandcamp. Bandcamp. so uh uh where can people find our band together <gasps> schnookums schnookums instagram is the main place really um in fact the only place but we'll have a facebook so soon. far but yeah, follow us on Instagram. We're posting um, like footage of us recording the album. So you don't actually see what we look like. Maybe some of you are listening and you don't, you're like, you have an image in your head of what Roger and Declan look like, but you might be wrong. Um, How fortunate you are to be disappointed when you see what we actually resemble. <laughs> <laughs> We're like ghouls with green skin. Um, but no, you can find us at schnookums.band on Instagram. So it's at S-E-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S dot B-A-N-D. And give us a follow because, well, we've got an album to release soon and um, we'd love your feedback and we'd love to connect with you and follow your band and what you're doing as well because, you know, it's... Uh, and if you don't have a band, why not? Make a band. Make a band. And follow us and then we'll follow you. Yes. And then we'll all have bands together. All releasing music. Won't that be lovely? Yes, that's right. No. Um, yeah. Uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I believe that is about all for this week's episode, um, which you've already said, and I don't know why I'm repeating it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, uh, we'll see you back uh, for episode seven, and we'll uh, play our seventh songs, which I have still not started yet. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, need to go and do that. Ta-ra! Yeah, ta-ra.